Hey guys, welcome back to episode three of Our Path Podcast. Today we were really thinking about actually giving you guys an introduction to who we are, the background of us, you know, our stories, where this podcast came from, why we started it, where we started it, all that good stuff because we were thinking about it and we kind of realized that we never actually gave you a formal introduction of who we are and why we're doing it and why we want you guys to hear our story and why we want to hear your stories. So that's what today is going to be all about. This has actually been a project in the works for probably about six months now, five, six months. Would you agree? I would say so. Yeah. I mean, it started probably around July when so, Dean and I came up with the concept. So before we get any further, um, the people behind these mics, it's it, my name's Dean, that's Drew, and over there is Tony. Um, we all actually went to school together um, since kindergarten. I mean- Just about, yes. First, second grade. We, school. Yeah. I've actually, um, Drew and I have known Tony- Forever. I mean, I've known him as long as I've been in the school district since I moved when I was like, I don't know, four or five probably. So yeah, I've known we Tony for yeah, a long time. But interestingly enough, I actually, well, I should say we, Drew and I never actually talked to Tony until probably, I mean, maybe a year after we graduated. Interestingly enough, I mean, I'm, we never actually had a, a conversation in school. Yeah. I'd see in the hallways, but I'd never actually, you know, start anything with you because I don't know. I just, I think we were just too separated on a oh, level yeah. of where we were in the building. Yeah. Different programs yeah. and classes I mean, and such. I mean, I know you were in my gym class. And for context, anybody listening who doesn't know us personally, Dean and I are brothers. We're actually twins. So we were in the same grade at the same time with Tony. That's how it just, if, if you guys are wondering like why Dean and I are always together, yeah, we're brothers. We've been together since the womb, baby. I mean, we since week one, baby. Since day one. But um, fast forward a little bit, here Tony and I are standing in a park um, probably about five, six months ago. If you asked me, I could not tell you why we were there. I really don't remember because, again, I, I hadn't talked to Tony in, right. in years. So I really don't know why we ended up in the park. But once we ended up there we discovered that we actually have very similar work ambitions and entrepreneur, entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirits. I can't even say that word, but we, we had the same spirits um, in terms of our future, in terms of our goals. We're kind of like, oh, this is crazy. I remember we were actually having a conversation and I talked about um, investing in a laundromat and you almost finished my sentence. I was like, I've never heard of anybody else thinking about buying a laundromat. That's wild. There was the laundromat. Yeah. There was the vending machines. The vending, the vending machines. machines. Yeah. Humble machines. beginnings. Yes. Right. Uh, unfortunately, we have yet to pursue it. Yes. We yet to pursue it. But we it. have pursued one thing and it is the podcast. That yeah. is true. So the podcast actually started off as the Basement Boys. And the Basement Boys was going to be, um, once our basement was finished, our neighbors and myself and Drew and my other brother, we were all just going to go in the basement and we were just going to talk about things that we thought people wanted to hear about. One week it was going to be about cars. The next week it was going to be about our jobs. Then, you know, it was just going to be a bunch of random stuff. But after kind of picking some brains and, and going through a week or two after coming up with the original idea, um, everybody kind of seemed hyped up in the backyard. You know, they wanted to start a clothing line. But once we actually started talking like, okay, well, we're going to need to invest in this and invest in this. We need to plan that. We need to buy things. Yeah, people kind of were like, oh, you know, I forgot it was an actual commitment. But then once we met Tony at the park, again, don't remember why, but we met Tony at the park. We mentioned, hey, you know, we're starting a podcast with our friends. And immediately Tony, bite, he bit. He's like, if you guys want me on that, I'll be on that. Absolutely. We're kind of like, huh, 
well, here's a guy who actually expressed interest and wants to support and wants to be on it. Why not just put him on the podcast and screw everybody else? Not to be not to be crude, but he's the only one that shows actual interest. He wants to invest. He yeah. wants to commit. He wants to be present. He wants to take it with us. There was no maybe. There was no, oh, I'll think about it. There was no, you know, maybe we can do that. It was, it was where do I sign? Yeah, where do I sign? <laughs> I want to start right. that. And we're like, Dean and I were like, that is what we are looking for. And it's funny enough is I really don't, I don't remember why, but you said, you know, we're thinking about doing a podcast. We'd like to have you as a guest. And for some reason, I just wanted to do it. Yeah. It was just something I felt like, first of all, like you said before, talking to you guys, realizing that you were on a very similar path to me, knowing that you had the same goals and ambitions. I don't remember why we met in the park back in the beginning of summer either. I have no idea. Because funny enough, I don't think we talked to each other for like six months. So <laughs> The last uh, time we hung out would have been that December of 2020. Right. So in June of 2021, we're hosting a podcast together. Right. We're hanging out in the park, talking about all these goals and ambitions, finding yeah. out we're on the same path. And I think it might have been that, just the idea to be on a project with someone who, who I wanted to be on a project with, who yeah. was actually going someplace. Yeah. And a podcast wouldn't have been my first choice. It's not my forte necessarily. But knowing that I would be working with people who were committed to it, who wanted to do better, who wanted to succeed with it, yeah, mm-hmm. I knew we had a pretty good chance for success. Yeah. 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 And hey. I, I remember one of the biggest points we made was like, because Drew and I were the only ones who were actually serious about doing it. Yeah. Um, I remember we're talking to our neighbors about it and it was kind of wishy-washy. You know, maybe. You know, but as soon as we came up with that idea in the backyard, I actually went home and started making logos for the basement boys at the time. Right. I started going home making logos, thinking about when we could do it. And the original rollout date was going to be like Octoberish when our basement was finished. But then we thought about it. We're like, why not just roll it out in the new year when everybody's looking for new things and everybody's looking to improve their lives. And we're also looking to improve our lives. That's what the whole point of this podcast is. Right. You guys come on this journey with us, you know, we're, every month. I'm not sure if we mentioned it, but every single month, at the end of the month, we're going to give you guys kind of a month recap of what we did to improve our future that month. So whether it be we got a promotion at our job or we got a new job or we passed a test, whatever it is, we're going to give you guys those updates. But that's the magic of this podcast is that not only do you guys hear our opinions on things, our takes on things, but you also hear um, our path, which is the whole, the core of this, this, um, this broadcast. Yeah, and I remember, like, I personally have always wanted to do a podcast. Like, I remember it was, like, December of 2020. I'm like, who wants to do a podcast with me? I tried getting, like, five different people to do a podcast with me, and nobody would. And then when we were on that that back patio at our friend's house, I'm like, all right, we're doing a podcast. I don't care what anybody says. Who's in? And we're like, oh, they'll do it. But then, I mean, at the end, it was just Dean and I were serious about it, and then we found Tony. And kind of like what we just said earlier, like, I think we really came together because, you know, Dean and I are two men on a mission here. We found another comrade <laughs> yeah. named Tony. Right. Yeah. And it was kind of cool to see, like, okay, well, this guy's in college. We never really talked to him, but he he gets it. <laughs> He's in the same boat. And it's so cool to see that. And we we connected at the park and we told him, we told him about the podcast and he seemed really into it. And I guess the rest is history. We're sitting here recording it. But, I mean... To see a fellow man on a mission, that, that really did connect us. Yeah. I loved, I looked forward to meet, because we were always meeting on Wednesdays. That yes. was yes. the day. And I looked forward to it, to talk to you guys, just about whatever. I mean, most yeah. of the time we wouldn't always talk about, uh, up until the podcast, we wouldn't always talk about 
you know, the financial future and stuff like well, that. No, we talked about all sorts of stuff. But yeah. it was just good to talk to somebody who was upbeat, who was positive, yeah. and who had a really nice outlook on life. You talk to so many people right now, yeah. and they're so down, they're so depressed, mm -hmm. and yeah. it's just, yeah. it's tough to find yeah. somebody that actually wakes up in the morning and they're happy. Yeah. Yes. And you're also, I mean, my friends are all driven, they're all ambitious, but you're kind of the first person who has kind of vocalized that. Like, this is what I want. This is when I want it. This is why I want it. Like, I've never heard anybody else really come out and just say, this is what I want, you know, just in your face. This is what I want. This is what I watch. This is why I watch it, whatever it is. I don't know if you remember, but you and I were talking early on before Drew actually joined us, probably one of that first or second day. Yeah. And I said a couple of goals that I had. And you said, I have those exact same goals. And I said, you know, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I know I'm going to get there. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I do actually. I don't know what the future looks like. I've, I've told this to Drew too. I don't know what the future looks like. I don't know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, why it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. There's right. That reminds me, there's a song, it's it's called Intro by Logic. It's on his first album. It's really good. And one of the lyrics is, I don't know, or I'm, I'm going to get up today. I don't know how, but I'm going to find a way, searching for the sun in a world of gray, feeling like my dream is a world away. And I heard that, I was like, bro, he's talking about me. Like, you know, that's kind of what it felt like. I was going again, back to a man on a mission. It's, we finally had found somebody who vocalized what they wanted and wanted kind of pretty similar to what Dean and I were looking for. And we're like, you're the podcast, man. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy. You're the guy. I think that one of the big differences that set you guys apart from other people I talked to about the entrepreneurial field, doing their own thing, starting their own business is that you didn't want to be working for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. I yes. think that was what really set you apart is that there was a point where you would be ready to step back from the company or whatever it is that you were running. You didn't have to be there all the time. You yeah. could entrust it to somebody else and go live your life. Yep. Most of the people yep. that I talked to who were entrepreneurial intended to stay at that job working it every day they could. They didn't, they didn't trust it to somebody else. They intended to be there every day. And when you're there every day, not saying it's a bad thing. Some people need to be there. But you can't enjoy what you've built. Yeah. The biggest, you can't enjoy the fruits of your labor. The right. biggest thing I remember talking about with you or just what drove most of our conversations were just enjoying life. Just bottom line, enjoying life. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, you got to enjoy the ride. Shout out John, our broker. If you're listening to this, shout out you for enjoying the ride, you know. He, I, I've always kind of believed in that, enjoying life, but he's, he put it into words. Like, you got to enjoy the ride, man. You got to enjoy the ride. Absolutely. Absolutely. I believe in that. Life's pretty short. And I was talking to somebody today and we were talking about that. Life is short. I want to travel. I want to travel this year. It's one of my resolutions. Why not? You know, why not book a cheap flight somewhere and enjoy a weekend somewhere random? But just to get back on the topic, um, kind of what fuels our drive for, just success on this podcast and all that is I would say big thanks to our parents for not giving us handouts growing up. I would, I would say that's the biggest thing because growing up, you learn to work for what you have. You know, nothing's, I remember when I was young, I would always be running lemonade stands, you know, come back in with a hefty profit of 10, $11. You know, it was, it was always the best. So it was, it was work for what you want. My parents bought me stuff, obviously, you know, my right. parents, great parents. They always, they bought me stuff. 
But if I really wanted that thing, if I really wanted it, I had to work for it. You know, especially as I got older, I got a job. I started working at Wegmans. You got to work for it. And I'm, I could almost venture to guess that your parents were definitely the same way. It was a similar situation, yeah. I would say. I remember one of my earliest things you mentioned, the lemonade stand. But mm -hmm. I used to uh, make bank at garage sales. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. I would basically practice this, you know, buying stuff and then reselling it. And yeah. You think <laughs> little Gary V. <laughs> you could, you think it's, it's funny. You think that, well, you can't make ma that much money at a garage sale. Yeah. No joke. I made bank. I would buy the stuff super cheap and I was so firm on my prices. People would say, people honestly, the, the old ladies would say to me, oh, that's too much. I can't spend that for my grandson or something. And it's too bad. I'd be like, it's $5. <laughs> and then you know Just... what? Somebody would come along and be like, only five bucks? I go, yeah. They're like, I'll yeah. take it right now. Yep. And that's and that's one of probably the earliest memories I have that let the buyer come to you. Mm -hmm. That yeah. was a great lesson. And I was used to I was used to dealing with uh, people in that buying and selling sense like that from when I was little. I used to go to the flea market with my father, my grandfather, mm -hmm. and I was so used to watching them haggle people for prices, and it basically rubbed off on me. So. Yeah. I'd be, I just was used to it. So I think from an earlier age, I was already kind of being prepared for that type of environment. Yeah. I remember 4th of July, Dean and I were like probably what, 10 or 11. Yeah, no more than 10 or 11. We were on, our grandma lives on a beach. So there's like a little backyard and then the beach, no joke. And every 4th of July back then, people would gather like just the whole strip down there was these huge teepee fires and behind all these people was a bunch of sticks that no one picked up, but yep. they needed them. So Dean and I would just get our grandma's wagon, go literally right behind these people, pick up the sticks, put them in the wagon, and then charge five bucks these people to get the sticks. Yeah. It was like the cool, we made like 50 bucks. And then if they wanted, we would charge an additional $5 to build the fire for them. And people bit. We yeah. could make $10 we just here, $10 there. And right. it was such easy work. Yeah, we made bank on that beach on Fourth of July. We'd we'd cash out. You know, everybody else is drinking, shooting off fireworks. We're sitting there hustling, selling firework, fire, um, firewood. That's genius. And who knows what we spent that money on? We, oh, it yeah. wasn't. It, it was wasn't probably dope. some webkins or wasn't, something. We should, <laughs> we should have bought Bitcoin, but we did it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Could have saved it for some NFTs or something. <laughs> yeah. If only Gary V was as vocal as he was now back then. But I'm sure he was. Um. Yeah. Like what Dean said. We growing up. And uh, it's probably a similar situation for all of us. There were no like handouts for for big things anyway. Like you had to work for them. And like that for all my expensive things, like my car, my MacBook, for example, those things didn't just come. Like I learned when I was at Wegmans, I was 16 when I first started working. Like my parents were not buying me those things. I had to get those. I would say for the most part, a lot of the kids I knew growing up were kind of in the same boat. Or if they wanted something go get a job, work for it, you know, earn it. Um, I can't, I can't really, I can't say that I know too many people or have too many friends that are not like that, who kind of have that drive, that ambition to do um, better for themselves and, and get what they want um, when they want it, you know? Right. I would, I would say that growing up, I don't, I would not say that I had it rough. I would not say that I had it tough no. at all. I think no, I had a no. very, very good childhood. Oh, absolutely. And I think I honestly did better than a lot of people do and not to be um, mean or judgmental or sit on a high horse or anything but I do think that I had 
a couple of things handed to me along the way, but I was younger. Yeah. And as I got older, those things started to drop off. Yeah. They weren't as yeah. uh, significant. They weren't as constant. It was less and less. And <clears throat> bringing me to the point where I am today. But I do think that I learned quite a bit of things along the way. And I Absolutely. think where I am now, I'm learning even more and I'm seeing even more having holding down a regular, I would say, nine to five job and experiencing real life situations. Mm-hmm. It's something that a lot of people who are in college don't get to do because it's tough to have a job where you need to be there from nine to five on break and yeah. sometimes during school and then go right back to school. Yeah. But it's it's so important to have something like that, to understand that responsibility, to see how the world really yep. works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And like Tony said, my parents weren't making me run lemonade stands in November trying to buy a DS yeah. for myself. Like they right. gave me that for Christmas. But um, if I wanted something small, I'd go start a lemonade stand. Or if I wanted to make some extra money to you know buy Slurpees next time I went to 7-Eleven, go sell some firewood. And as I got older and I got a job, that's when I started buying myself more stuff or saving up you know, on my own because I actually had a job. I could afford those things. I could afford an Xbox or whatever it was. But I would say growing up, absolutely, my childhood was fantastic. Right. I, yeah. I have a lot of good memories growing up, um, especially like 2016. I know we talk, I know people talk about it all the time. Great year. Just want that on the record. Great year, 2016. Yeah. But even going back to like 2009, 2010, birthday parties and all that good stuff, like my parents outdid themselves for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I would agree. And I wasn't trying to say that we had a bad childhood. Like we, of course, when we were little, we had stuff given to us like a lot of kids do, but as we grew up, like what Tony said, as you grow up, like as soon as D and I got our jobs, like we didn't get those like random things as much. Like a lot right. of things like these days, my right. parents don't buy me clothing. They don't buy me really anything. It's up to me. And that has given me a, a good deal of responsibility. It's like, well, okay, like if I spend this money, it's my money going. Right. It, I have to earn that back. Yeah. That's not going to get given back to me. I, so you have to be a lot more conscious of where your money's going. Mm-hmm. When you start working and you start to buy stuff, you start to look at it as, okay, well, this is, we'll just use $15 an hour and you're going to make a $45 purchase. Okay, well, that's three hours of work right, right. there. Actually, yeah. it's more because of taxes. Yes. And you have to think about that. When, when you have a job, it really does teach you good spending habits, good saving habits, good mm-hmm. budgeting habits. It's really important. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think growing up too, I was very fortunate to have um, good money habits instilled into me. Like I know a lot of people that spend their money like crazy. Absolutely. It gets in their pocket and it doesn't stay there for even a second. It's gone. For me, it's almost the opposite. I have to convince myself to spend the money. Right. And I credit the people I was around when I was younger, like my parents and our friends across the street. I remember when I was little, uh, my my buddy Chip, shout out Chip, um, he had like the new iPod and I was fascinated. I was like, I wanted, well, we were like what fifth grade. I wanted the, I I wanted a gold iPod so bad. And he told me not only did he have this iPod, but he had $200 saved up. And when you're in fifth grade, $200 is like the lottery. That's bank. That's, that's that's like, you can retire. Yeah. And I'm like, chip, how? And we didn't call him chip at the time. His name is Zach, but I was like, how did you do that? Like, what's your secret? And he's like, I just don't spend my money. Like, that that's what he told me. I just don't spend my money. I'm like, so that's how you do it. <laughs> and ever since, like, in, I think in three years after that conversation, I had $1,000 saved up. Really? Just 
saving and saving and saving. And that's how I still am. Like I don't make big purchases often. I don't make a lot of purchases very often, but um, I'm very grateful to have that from when I grew up and Dean's the same way. You know, growing up and looking back, I remember, I think safe to say that my family, we were a lot of savers. They saved their money more Mm -hmm. than they spent their money. And that really did rub off on me because I remember once I got money, once I had money, whether it was from a gift, whether it was from doing work, whatever the money came from, I didn't want to spend it. Yeah. No. I would go to the store and I would think, well, we'll just use it as an example. I worked doing whatever I could. I got 20 bucks, we'll say. Like, okay, now they have this 20 bucks. My plan was to go to the store, Target, and buy buy this toy. We'll just say a toy. And then I'd get there and I'd be like, okay, well, I can have this toy or I could have this 20 bucks. <laughs> That's how I am. And it's That's how and I to am. me, yeah, it was Jackson's like, looking at you. I think I'm going to keep the 20. It was just, it's something weird. You know, obviously I'd cave other times, but yeah, sometimes you do. You really start to evaluate what's important yeah. with that money. I, yeah. I tend to like window shopping more than actual shopping. <laughs> like the amount of times I, like I said in the last episode, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it and leave us a five-star review. But anyways, in the last episode, I um, mentioned I drive a Subaru WRX and they're big uh, tuner cars. You can do a lot of those, a lot of things to those cars. So a lot of times I find myself window shopping on like Subi speed and I'll just sit on the computer for like an hour and just scroll. <laughs> and just vegetate. By the time I'm done, I have like $3,000 worth of stuff in my cart, and I just look at it, and I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I can't. But um, yeah, like I, I mentioned before, window shopping is almost more of a, a pleasure of mine than actual shopping sometimes. I am the same way with Amazon. I put so much stuff in my cart. <laughs> I'm racking up th- two three thousand dollars just everything that you can think of it's going in there and then i get to the checkout line i go well i really don't need any of this (laughs) all this is just to kind of circle back to the main point of we have this drive we want this podcast to go we want it to succeed we want you guys to come along with us and we actually want to have you guys on the podcast at some point we want to hear everybody else's journey what they're doing why they're doing it who inspired them, all that good stuff. We really want to hear everybody else's story, and that's going to come down the line, so stay tuned for that. But this this project, this um, thing you're listening to now, has been a work in progress every Wednesday since June or July. So we really do appreciate all the support that you guys have poured into it so far. Um, we have actually, we just reached today, 100 total clicks on the podcast, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's 100 times somebody listened to our voices talking about what we talk about on a daily basis. So that does mean the absolute world to us. We really, yeah. really do appreciate it. It's very rewarding to see that people are interested in what we have to say. Yes. And for those who have sent us messages and comments, we appreciate everything, all the support you guys have given us. Absolutely. Everything. It really yes. it motivates mm-hmm. us. It helps us know that what we're doing, people care about it, yes. and they're happy to see we're doing it. Yes. Exactly. And if you guys, it's called the Our Path Podcast. You guys are on this journey with us. This is, It's the three of us talking, but you guys are the audience, and we want to hear what you guys have to say. And you know, on Apple Podcasts, I know you can leave reviews. Shoot us a DM. Whatever you got to do, if you have ideas for the podcast, send us your idea. If you have something cool that you just experienced, share it with us. It's it's Absolutely. our path, but it's your path, too. And we want to be there with you guys. And we hope that you guys want to be here with us, too. Absolutely. 
Um, like always, we really, really do appreciate you guys tuning in. We appreciate your listen. We appreciate your click. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please go leave a review. Give us five stars. Show us some support. It helps promote the podcast. Share it with your friends. Absolutely. Um, and as usual, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next Monday. Thank you, guys. Thank you.